3 p.m. For 50 million kids across America, school's out. And for a third of these kids, they're out on their own. Out with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Gives a whole new meaning to the 3 o'clock bell, doesn't it? It's time to support the boys and girls clubs. Visit greatfutures.org. Take ESPN 1520 with you anytime, anywhere. Download the Radio.com app. WWKB Buffalo, a Radio.com sports station. The following is paid programming. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this radio station, its advertisers, or sponsors. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And then we got a couple callers on the line right now. I just want to get through a few things. First, uh, I, I don't want to sound insulting to anybody because I really don't mean it to come across that way. But if you are protesting because you want something to occur, Try to do your protest and your advocacy in a way that's going to cause what you want to occur to come about. Don't create a completely different set of issues that have nothing to do with the thing that you were first protesting. Don't make a different set of issues and then allow people to not do what they should be doing in terms of uh, correcting the behavior that goes on in police departments all over this country. And then this this ideation uh, that the people that tend to become police officers seem to have that their job is to become an occupying force uh, in uh, 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 non-Caucasian communities. If that's what you really want to solve is that problem, then work on let's work on solving that problem. But if we wind up uh, tearing up streets, you know, in cities all over the country, the tearing up of the streets, somebody getting shot. If I'm not mistaken, uh, a police officer in a Texas city, I don't know if it was uh, Laredo or Dallas or someplace, uh, was shot and killed uh, over the course of the last 24 hours. Uh, if we allow that kind of thing to occur, then that becomes what all of those people who are in power will focus on and the issues that uh, and the behaviors and, and the policies that allowed the uh, murder, at least that's my word, murder of uh, George Lloyd to occur along with uh, uh, Breonna Taylor, and along with Tamir Rice, along with Michael Brown and the whole range, uh, Trayvon Martin and the, that entire situation occurring. If we don't focus on that, we allow ourselves to get so caught up in our rage and our emotion that we create new issues, they then become what takes over people's 
uh, attention, not the original issue that caused all of this uh, uh, anger and, and, and outrage in the first place. We, we have to stay on point. We have to stay on focus. I get the impression that there's some sort of organized thing, and this, again, I don't have that facts for this statement that I'm about to make. I'm just opining about it, that there's some organized entity, some anarchist kind of entity uh, that takes advantage of these uh, 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 outbursts of outrage over these horrible things that take place in this country. But these anarchists are organized. I mean, it appeared to me that I saw uh, small bomb type things like like big firecracker type things. Uh, that were uh, 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 detonated remotely. That's not the kind of stuff that people in a demonstration, you know, that are uh, marching, protesting over something. That's the kind, not, not the kind of thing they would have in their hands. That's something that's organized, that was pre-planned. Um, and so I don't have a lot of data on that, but maybe folks in my audience uh, can provide us with some information on that. I'm a little concerned about a lot of the things. You know, I hear Amy Klobuchar uh, she talks about, we heard his, his repeated cries for help. We heard him say over and over again that he could not breathe. And we have seen yet another horrifying and gut-wrenching instance of African-American, an African-American man dying. I get that. It sounds real cool the way she says that. But it's real interesting if you read these and other comments that she made. She doesn't even mention George Lloyd's name. And she doesn't talk about this history uh, that goes on continuously in this country uh, of people abusing their power in relation to African people uh, in this country. And it just helps you to understand that there is a, 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 an inertia that exists even in our policymakers that we perceive to be progressive or, you know, or liberal uh, policymakers. There seems to be an inertia to actually speak the hard truth. The hard truth is that this country was founded uh, on the premise that it was all right for Caucasian people to uh, kidnap, uh, uh, enslave, and exploit uh, African people en masse. Uh, in 1520, there was a fellow named Bartholomew Las Casas. He became what was called the Archbishop of the Indies. Uh, and I understand that he was concerned about, you know, the uh, uh, virtual extermination of uh, the uh, Taino Indians that were on the island of Hispan- Hispaniola, that the Spanish were working these people literally to death. So the combination of illness and uh, being worked in conditions that they just couldn't uh, uh, endure was killing these people en masse. But his solution was to go to Isabella of Spain, who at the time I think was a teenager. Uh, he goes to Isabella of Spain and says that, you know, uh, we're killing all of these Native Americans uh, and they look just like us. They look very similar to us. You know, a solution to this would be let's go to the Africans. The Africans are able to, to, to work in these uh, sugarcane fields, able to, to work in these very uh, difficult environments. They don't seem to die from our, our, our diseases. Let's. Uh, 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 kidnap Africans. And she gave him a license to uh, 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 kidnap uh, 5,000 African people and bring them to the United States into not what the United States at the time, it was still the, uh, the, the colonies, to bring them to Hispaniola and use them as the workforce. And, you know, we know what the history is from them. But from that point on, uh, what Bartolomeus Casas said was that 
when a Native American enslaved person runs away, you have no way of identifying who that person is when they get away from their plantation. But when an African person runs away, no matter where that African person goes, he will still be black. You need to understand what that meant. That meant that from 1520 onward, it became synonymous that if you were a black person in the Western Hemisphere, you were either a slave or you were suspected of being a slave, a runaway slave, a runaway piece of property, uh, and so on. And that ideation became codified in South Carolina law uh, in the 1820s, 1830s, where they basically said that all white men were deputized uh, to police all African men. If you see African people uh, 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 collecting with each other in more than two or three people at a time, you had the right to uh, intervene in that, to break that up. Even if they were just praying with each other, you could break that up. And so, it, so this, this value system, this orientation system is something that has been inculcated into every aspect of American society, American law, American systems uh, of, of how the uh, systems of this country operate has been inculcated uh, into those processes at every single level. And that's why you see this going on, because people think it's okay. Not just that it's okay, they, they think it's right. And it's not right. I mean, that's just the reality. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we, we got our arms uh, around that. Of course, we have uh, Uncle Donnie Trump uh, doing what he normally does uh, on a Memorial Day. He celebrates uh, by... Yeah, very, very good people on both sides, insulting women, lying, ignoring the deaths of 100,000 American people. And uh, he just couldn't wait, you know, for him to just continue to uh, uh, to dig and and claw at the very fabric of uh, the values of the people of this country. And so. There's so much more I could get into right now, but I think I want to get to our callers, and I'll weave into the rest of this as we go along. So I think we have Tony first, then Paul, then Frank. Do I have it in the right order? Yep, there we go. Let me get Tony first. Tony, how are you doing out there? Uh, first of all, in your uh, speech there, uh, you were fading in and out. Yeah, it's probably me just talking too quickly. Right. Okay. Uh, first of all, Trump's inaction causes death. Do you remember that was the headline of the Boston, I think, Globe? Yep. Back two, a month and a half to two months yep. ago. That hasn't changed at all, has it? It's gotten worse. And the yeah. fact that he has the gall to attack the World Health Organization's organization as if it was the property of something. The World Health Organization is a volunteer, uh, mostly volunteer organization. There are paid people that are work for the that work for uh, the WHO, but they don't have any authority in any country. They can't come to the United States and say you must do A and not do B. They can't do the same thing with China. All they can do is ask people in different countries to give them information, which they can then use to help people figure out uh, health strategies for for those countries. This is yeah, just well, so well, annoying. All, first, yeah, first of all, the World Health, World Health Organization has four U.S. doctors, scientists on its That's team right. in China That's right, right from the beginning of the That's pandemic. Right. That's right. They were sitting there. The only thing was they were not allowed into that uh, that uh, into into uh, 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 Wuhan. Yeah, 
Yeah, Wuhan. So he he either has no well he when did we when did we used to call him? Well, we used to call him Hollow Man, and we should still yeah, go Hollow back Man. to calling him Hollow Man. That's exactly what yeah, he is. I, right. I wanted to make sure I had it right. He is the Hollow Man. Nothing he says is true. Uh, he is not believed by 70% of the American people on health issues. He, his, his, uh, his flirtation with taking uh, an illegal substance, remember, worked out to the fact that it's improving, it does no good, and it causes harm. Yep. That's that hydroxychloroquine, which is just, uh, it's a hoax. It's a big hoax. And he perpetrated on there. Who knows if he ever took it? Exactly. Tony, I'm so glad you said that, because all we have is his word. Uh, I don't even know if we've heard from his doctor. I think his his doctor's name was Richards or something. Wrote a four-page letter indicating they talked about it. It never said he told them not to take it. Yeah, it was up to him. Yeah, that's that's enough of that part. The governor of of, uh, of Minnesota has just called out that the whole national guard in the state is being called out. Yeah, just called out this morning, a couple hours ago. You know, I said years ago. That humor was our best friend, and temper is our worst enemy. Temper in these areas definitely is. They had some uh, incinerating bombs that they were shooting off last night. These didn't come from common folk walking around with That's a That's my a point, Tony. That's my point. Yeah. People don't walk That's, around with stuff like that in their pockets. No. And all I can say to you is that they're going to t- try to take and say this cop has uh, the, the has some kind of a f- a physical uh, what burnout. <laughs> That's what they're going to say he, wow. because he's been there 19 years. So that was and the it, issue, right? He, he, he's well, been working when, a long when time. The, when the soldier comes back, so I can't think of things this morning correctly. Well, when the soldier comes up, they they have what? They have P- PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. That's what they're claiming the police cop had. Mm, mm, the mm. other three st- had their hands on the guy's body, for God's sakes, when they said, get up, get yep. up. Yep. So I, I, have very, I have too much to say today, and I don't want to get into a long speech. And uh, You know, there are a lot of good people out there with good thoughts, but I'm going to tell you, my last thought is, Khrushchev must be... Laughing and rolling over in his grave. Yep. Remember what he said when he yep. came to. He we will bury him. you with his shoe. <laughs> we will bury you. <laughs> no, but he said we will bury. He didn't say Russia was going to bury us. He said we would be buried from within. From ourselves, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's all. Uh, so I'll leave it at that today. Uh, I think we touched upon a couple of good points and. Uh, I'm very saddened by everything going on. This, this, I think the pandemic has really triggered true American feelings. Yep, yep. And it, like someone said, yep. it feels back the real person in you. Absolutely. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Let's grab t- uh, Paul before we get to our break. Paul, how are you doing out there? Good, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to be on. Um, there's... You know, when you talk about all this stuff coming from without, 
you know, outside the country. There was um, also in Michigan, there was a, at least one protester that was shot from a vehicle. Right. A drive-by shooting, uh, I think, is the way that they described it. Did, did I get that correct? Yeah, it was. It was an SUV or something. I don't remember. Um, but it, at least one person was killed. So you know that there's a, a, a lot of um, effort on the part of the, you know, the white supremacists just to get in there and just stir things up. That's what I'm um, thinking, Paul, that people are just taking advantage of this thing to start to start as much chaos as they because chaos is what they want. That's that's their goal is to create chaos and a breakdown of our society. So we all end up turning against each other and then whatever they want to see erected out of the ashes, that that's what they hope will occur. And in many cases, they know they're not going to get um, arrested or blamed for it because right. there's so much going on. You know? yep. um, another point I want to make is um, I, you know, going back a while, I thought, well, Amy Klobuchar would be good. I would be happy to support her. Um, but now I think more than ever, since there are so many qualified uh, black people running for president, that it really needs to get the black vote. It really needs to be won, and you're not giving anything up by doing it. There's just so many qualified candidates. Um, if people say, well, Stacey Abrams, which would be my pick, but they say, well, she never really did anything. Well, if it weren't for the fact that uh, the governor now, who was the secretary of state at the time, had governor Kemp, pressed the right. vote. Mm-hmm. She would likely she would be governor now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I understand people's uh, concerns that that she doesn't have a, a very long resume. Barack Obama didn't have a very long resume either. You know, he, he was a, a, a state senator. Uh, for several years, and then he became a U.S. senator. I don't think he was a U.S. senator for more than three years before he started running for president. So yeah, he didn't right. right. He didn't have a very long resume either, uh, but he clearly had a heart. Right. He was exactly his man said he's an exceptional person, and that's what you really want. Whether you've been a a, a person on on the scene for forty years or five years, if you're an exceptional person who can lead. That's what you really want uh, as soon as soon as you can get a person like that. So I don't sweat so much, you know, Stacey's uh, lack of ex- experience, but I do understand what people's uh, concerns are about that. Right. But they haven't explored it. So they really that's what they think, but they don't know that. Right. Right. All so, right. Well, I'm going to let you go and get on to somebody else, but um, I'm glad it has been on. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you. Hope to see, talk to you next week. Why don't we take our first break and then we'll get, uh, I think it's Donnie on. Okay. You'll, thank you. Uh, so we'll, if you all stay, stick with us, uh, we will see you on the other side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. 
Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Cultivators of the cul-de-sac, run with us on a John Deere X370 Select Series lawn tractor. Because yard work is about more than just mowing. It's about moments that last a lifetime. Like when your daughter Emily has a shot at making wiffle ball history on her home turf. And that's why the X370 leaves nothing to chance. With one-touch mulch control technology and attachments for every season. So Emily can knock it out of the park. This is more than just grass. It's the stuff legends are made of. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere X300 for more. Hey, it's me, your cousin, from Boston. I'm on the radio doing ads for Sam Adams. Now I'll be known as the Sam Adams guy instead of the dude who fell in the quarry. Sam Adams Boston Lager is crisp and refreshing, which is why I bring a six-pack wherever I go, except the movies anymore. Sam Adams from Boston with love. Here's a legal pot. Watch how fast I can read. The Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Drink responsibly. Now, is that 30 seconds? Are we even close? All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN Indeed, summer breeze makes me feel fine. So listen, I just wanted to give you like the count. This is the worst count that we can be having in this time period, but this is the COVID count. 1.7 plus million people infected since the uh, uh, early part of March and 111 people dead. Dead. Since the 3rd of March, 101,711 people dead since March 3rd of this year. Um, So let me grab, I believe it's Frank, uh, and um, that's a somber thing for us to talk about, Frank, but that's that's the postmark for this for this day. How are you doing out there? You know, I could be wrong, Nathan, but uh, aren't the Trump Mnuchin administration the worst looters in the USA right now? <laughs> yes, I think on a scale that you can't put it on a scale. You know, you know how you weigh yourself on your scale at home. Well, if you weighed yourself with them, the state the scale would break into pieces because it couldn't handle the amount of of looting that these people, uh, you know, have have been doing. You know, uh, three-plus years of President Trump hate, fear-mongering, and most recently inciting violence on Twitter, you know, during a global pandemic, you know, it leads to nationwide insurrection. You know, who saw that coming? You know, me. You know, I've been warning your audience and Americans nationwide, listen to the concerns of angry youth. But no, rank and filed entitled police officers on pain pill steroids and 
you know, eagles built up by TV cop dramas didn't listen. Yeah. No, they, they had to go kill Breonna Taylor in her home and then murder George Floyd with a knee to the neck for 10 minutes in broad daylight in front of witnesses. And did you see the you know, smirky, on, a smirky look on the guy's face? He's got, you know, and, and they keep saying kneel on his neck or, 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 or uh, his knee was on his neck. But that's the softest way to describe it. If you actually look at it, it's not that. He was kneeling on this man's uh, uh, neck. So when you're kneeling, I'm 220 pounds. If I have my knee on you, my knee is just kind of touching your neck. That's different. If I'm kneeling on you, I'm taking 220 pounds and I'm forcing it on you as a weight. Think about somebody taking 220 pounds and dropping that as weight on your neck, right? (laughs) What that would do to you. That's what was being done by this officer. And he's sitting there smirking, looking at a lady, uh, I think she was a young girl, she was 17 years old, who was taking this on her cell phone. She was uh, uh, filming it on her cell phone. And he looks at her with a smirk on his face like, you know, what makes you think that's going to make a bit of difference? I'm still going to be able to kill this man and get away with it. Uh, You know, that's why President Trump tried to demonize Colin Kaepernick. You know, a Minneapolis PD officer, Derek Chavon, is the uh, Trump White House and other racist idea of take a knee. But, uh, I mean, what the hell did you think was going to happen? Rage. You know, Mm -hmm. lest we forget that the Trump militias went to their state government buildings armed with assault rifles because they wanted haircuts and didn't want to wear a mask. Yep. You, You know, can you imagine if police are killing white people in their gated communities? You see these people oh, running around and, and, uh, with, with, with camouflage on and AR-15s fighting for the right to go to the hair salon or to the tattoo shop. But a man who is doing nothing, nothing at all, not, not resisting arrest, not fighting anybody, doing nothing at all, this man gets murdered on television. You don't see these people out here protesting that. You know, and then the Minneapolis agent provocateur caught on camera breaking windows at the auto zone where the yep. vandalism and looting started. Yep. You know, Nathan, two protesters, one in Minnesota and last night in Detroit, a 17-year-old protester was gunned down by a unknown drive-by shooter in a Dodge Durango. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Since I helped the... Uh, organized the last great protest movement of the 20th century. Any well-organized protest has volunteers in cars at the end of each street leading to the rally or march. Usually a driver with two people, one in the front seat and one in the back, armed with cameras and night vision capabilities. So if some right-wing nut job wants to drive by and run down protesters, they're going to be followed, filmed, identified, and dealt with at a later date. Now, Nathan, I've been drinking coffee and espresso since early morning trying to confirm reports that the warriors at the Obama Goon Squad Detroit chapter Mm -hmm. apprehended the shooter, questioned him until he gave up his associates. So it seems there's a Trump campaign supporter group plans to incite violence at protests so scared Americans will Vote for a fascist. There you go. You know, there you to, go. To make That's... the trains run on time. 
You know, when Soviets used to say America would be destroyed from within, I always knew it would be neocon lunatics that would fulfill the prophecy. Thank you for the time, Nate. All right. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate you, man. That's exactly what Tony's point was. Uh, I think it's Donnie in Middleport. All right. Let me grab Donnie real quick. Donnie, how are you doing out there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Hi, sir. I have a question. Sure. And uh, you and I, um, we have been teenagers in 30, 40 years. And our parents see it and our grandparents see it. Why is that in America? You see it around the world, but in the United States, where you deal with principally uh, European American cops, Mm -hmm. why do the police have no moral conscience? I mean, when that man was being killed, he, they weren't the only ones out there. I bet uh, 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 county sheriffs came by, state troopers, and nobody did nothing. It don't just happen in a vacuum. Those guys are on the same frequency anyhow, and they, no one steps out their car to do anything. That's the part that is the most troubling. I mean, there are crooks all over the place. We, we know yeah. that, right? Uh, if you leave your door open, crooks will find your unlocked door and they'll enter your house and so on. So we know that there are crooks in the world. But you would expect that if a crook enters somebody's house and you see it from across the street, if you don't intervene, you would at least write down, you know, it was this time, this day, the person was dressed like this, blah, blah, blah. You give the information to the police. That would be the expectation that we would have of all of of each other. In this circumstance, you have four police officers who are physically uh, sitting on, kneeling on, pressing on this young man who has his hands handcuffed behind him on his stomach. If you didn't have anybody sitting on you, if you were just laying on the ground on your stomach with your hands tied behind your back uh, with, uh, 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 I guess they use plastic uh, uh, handcuffs now, uh, if you had, and your hands are behind your back, you're face down, you would have a tough time breathing just like that, let alone having somebody sitting on you or kneeling on you and so on. And that's what was going on here. Then you have other police that are in the circle around uh, where this is taking place. All of them are watching this occur, and nobody steps up and says, stop, you can't keep doing that. You're going to kill this man. Stop. Nobody. Not, not only do they not stop it, then he comes up with a lie to explain why he was doing what he was doing. And none of the other people who were there contest his lie. They sign off on his lie. You can't tell me that the only horrible people in the police department that existed in Minneapolis, they were the only ones who showed up at this scene. All the other good officers were busy doing something else. That can't be the case. This was a random you know, sampling of members of the Minnesota Police Department who came uh, to this scene, and yet for all of those random sample of people, none of them had a problem with what they saw taking place there. Not one did anything to intervene. That tells us something about, you know, what's going on with policing in this country. Hey, one more thing, too. Mm -hmm. It's it's local here in Buffalo. And uh, speaking as an African-American, this thing about uh, the police killing um, people in their custody and in the jail cells, you remember that young man who died? Uh, the, the, I think it was a Hebrew man, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Metcalf. Yeah. And the man's face looked like a pomegranate. Right. And the, the area county sheriffs, like they played it off. Now, those police officers are not stupid. They knew that man was killed. They knew it. They knew they're killed, and no one stepped in. The New yep. York State troopers did not step in. 
the FBI didn't step in. He was killed in their custody, and, and they're just getting the same kind of treatment we've been getting. See, we've they just allowed it. a culture to emerge. Now, I have to tell you, I'm an older guy. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of folks in our audience are younger, but I'm an older guy. I go back to the late uh, uh, or, or, or the early 1950s. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, there was a lot of prejudice, you know, uh, amongst police, you know, at that time period. I grew up in the Perry Projects. My direct experience, I had an officer who found me on South Park. I had, didn't know how to take a bus. I was seven years old, didn't know how to take a bus, and I missed the, the stop to let me off at the Perry Projects. I wound up on Elk Street somewhere. And uh, he came by, pulls around. He asked me, he says, what's wrong? And I told him that, you know, I'm lost. <laughs> he says, where are you from? And I told him. He Not only did he uh, come and get me, I went to get into the back seat of his police vehicle. He told me to come and sit up in the front with him. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like a joyride, you know, with the, with the police and so on, right? It, it, right? it just turned my whole day around. Instead of being, you know, uh, teary and, 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 and worried and, and, and distraught, now I'm feeling kind of great because I'm on the front seat, you know, with this police officer. He takes me right to my door, you know, on Hayward and uh, and Perry. My mother was looking out the window, looking for me at that point. He waves to her. She waves to him. And, you know, happy story. I'm still alive and so on. Right. But right. my point is that he may have been, you know, uh, in that same culture, you know, that race based culture and whatnot. But right. he was a guy who saw me as a child. He didn't see me as a black child. He just saw me as a child and he took care of me. That's what you expect police to do. It used to be that that's what police were. But somehow that has changed. We have allowed a culture to have emerged in this country where police believe it's okay. In fact, it's it's almost like it's their license you know, to vomit their attitudes, drunk with power is a great way to Matt said it, uh, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, to vomit that onto uh, uh, the public. And they don't just do it for, although do it mostly for African people, but we see this happen with them with white people as well. This is something that has to be stopped. We have allowed something to unfold. They've been mm-hmm. manipulating the 9-11 thing, you know, for the past, you know, 18, 19 years, you know, to keep putting more and more, uh, responsibility, giving more money, giving more awe and whatnot to being a police officer. A police officer basically is like a bouncer at a bar, except he has responsibility for a community, you know, rather than for a particular establishment. Donnie, I got to run. I got to get Ron on. Okay. Thank thank you so much. Let me get Ron on a cheat to walk. Ron, how you doing out there? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I hope you don't think you I'm know, crazy in my, my comments. <laughs> well, you mentioned at the beginning, very beginning, and I, you get suspicious of it. And this is, again, I don't have any facts to support this, but, boy, you know, this is the exact kind of incident that, that Trump needed. You look at what his, his poll numbers were tanking over yep. the handling of the virus, and there had been several other incidents to do with, the, you know, uh, in the last few months to do with uh, uh, white on black, police on uh, police uh, uh, issues and now you have this blatant issue in minnesota that i mean it's so blatant and, and you know it's easy for me being a white guy in the suburbs saying you know these african-american people should try to stay calm and not cause any problems but you know when you i always remember the book uh, uh trinity by uh leon nurse was about ireland totally unrelated but mm-hmm. he said in that book he said uh 
the Irish people have no uh, present and no future. They just have the past happening over and over again. And I almost get the impression, the way that things is, are going, that right. you almost can say the same thing yeah. for African Americans. Yeah, I think that and, is but appropriate. Anyway, so you have this blatant thing that happens, and it's there. And as I say, the, what were these cops thinking? It's being filmed, and they sit there and kill the guy in cold blood. And you got to know that's going to make people upset. It's just not the first time. It's not that it's been happening essentially for 400 years. In that city, and it happened they, this year in, this, in that city. Yes. And, and it's so, uh, but it's so blatant. You do wonder, did somebody plan that? I mean, did, uh, it, I have no evidence of this, but when you see this, it seems like that's exactly what the Trumpanzees needed, an issue to shift to the way. Here's all these violent black people or uh, burning buildings down and causing trouble. That's exactly what they needed. You watch his poll numbers. He was down to 38% about a week and a half. Yep. You watch, he'll go up to 45%. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and you do wonder. I mean, you can go into history of things. It always seems just at a point when the right wing is on the ropes, something will happen like this. And how, how many coincidences can something happen, times can happen, that are so coincidental? Even look at 9-11. Bush was not doing well. He had lost the Senate because he had alienated people. Um, he was uh, viewed as, as, as an illegitimate president because of the Supreme Court basically appointing him. Then what happens? 9-11 happens. Yeah. I mean, you can go back uh, uh, to the 1980 elections. Or you can go back elections. to World War II. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you do get the feeling just at the right point when it all seems black for the right, where you know, bleak for the right wing, that something like this will happen. Now, all the evidence is on the rioting around the country yeah. over the police incident. And what would these police think? I mean, when you see them so calmly stand around, were they assigned to, you almost get the impression that they wanted this to do this. They wanted to do this. There was no reason. The guy was handcuffed on the ground. He, he was, what they said, and we're not even sure of that, the reports are kind of vague since everything's being investigated, hush, hush. He, the, he for passing what might have been a counterfeit $20 For maybe $20, even if he had done that. I talked about this in a radio program yesterday. Even if he had done that, $20, you're going to kill a man over $20? Yeah. Well, you couldn't just give him a citation, you know? <laughs> I, just talk, well, I just talked to a friend who told me he went to a store. He had been at one of these small merchants. In the, he went to a store with uh, uh, a $20 bill to buy a, a small purchase, okay? And the store manager looked at it said it didn't look right to him. My friend's no monetary expert. He looked at it, and he says, sir, this thing is counterfeit. He didn't call the police. He confiscated it and reported it, but the guy was out the 20, 20 bucks. But right. He didn't get arrested or investigated for that. I mean, the guy had no way of knowing. I mean, how, would you know if, if it was a good enough forgery? Would you be able to tell if somebody in a, in a small merchant that he got it from, uh, would you be able to tell necessarily? If it had a two and a zero in each corner. I'd well, say yeah. it was a twenty dollars. I mean, <laughs> if it's good enough nowadays with print shop and with all these things, you can do stuff. If you can get the right grade of paper that seems kind of similar, the average layman like I wouldn't know the difference. So I mean, so they didn't even call the police. And then, how, how do the police get called over something if they were actually called over this? How do you end up with four plus police officers coming to a scene? Because somebody says that somebody might have passed a fraudulent $20 bill. You I know. know. How, how does that even happen? And, when, and, and
And then to watch them blatantly do that when they know they're being filmed, did they want to be filmed? Because they knew this was, I mean, it sounds paranoid, but damn it, this stuff happens all the time. It seems just when they need, this is just what Trump needed. Just what he needed. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate you, man. Great, great job. Listen, why don't we take our second break? Uh, the number here again, excuse me, is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. We'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. This is an important message about coronavirus. You are at higher risk for getting seriously ill if you are over 65. If you have any serious underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease like asthma, diabetes, or if you are undergoing cancer treatment, stay home. Avoid close contact with others. Wash your hands frequently with soap and water for 20 seconds. Disinfect frequently touched objects like doorknobs and light switches. Visit coronavirus.gov for the latest information from the CDC. For more, go to radio.com slash stay connected. During a time of great uncertainty, it's more important than ever that Western New Yorkers stay connected. ESPN 1520 is committed to ensuring that you stay connected with the latest information and updates on how COVID-19 is impacting our community. Whether you're at home, at work, in the car, or online, stay connected with local news, updates, and information. ESPN 1520 is helping Western New York stay connected. For more, go to radio.com slash stay connected. All day. Every day, this is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN of a clown. In fact, you know, I, I didn't even want to give these people the credit of calling them clowns, the people that have been engaging in this kind of conduct uh, for so many years. Uh, but it's important for us to, uh, to understand 
that something fundamental is, is has has taken over something something corrosive has taken over uh, our uh, understanding of who the police are, what their relationship is uh, to us as a community of people. And we've got to address that. This Donald Trump has created an environment where this kind of thing uh, has become uh, almost accepted. Uh, this constant lying uh, on the part of the president, uh, attacking people. He actually called uh, Stacey Abrams a non heteronormous and hegemonic body person. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, he referred to Hillary Clinton uh, recently as a skank. How does a president, what does a president of the United States, uh, how does that, that person who has that much uh, 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 reverence in our society, how, how does that person become the one making those kinds of statements to people? He's been promoting a, a QAnon conspiracy theory uh, about Democrats being involved in a pedophilia cult, just nonsense, claiming that President Obama, you know, had committed crimes against him, which has been proven over and over and over again. It's just outright lies, demanding that, and, and I'm just going to bring come right to that. He actually, on Joe, Joe Scarborough, was the host of Morning Joe with uh, Nina, uh, uh, Nika Brzezinski, um, he, he accuses Scarborough of murder, because she worked for his office back in the, uh, uh, I guess it was the early 2000s. Uh, she worked for his office. And while he was in Washington, she was in uh, Scarborough's Florida office. And apparently she had an ongoing heart condition. She fell out and hit her head on a desk. He wasn't even there when that occurred. He was in a different city, you know, when that occurred. And yet Trump is running around uh, repeating this QAnon uh, 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 conspiracy theory that somehow Joe Scarborough had something to do with killing this woman. We had another case where that, I think her name was Cassatis, uh, Titus, something like that. Uh, her husband has been trying to get uh, uh, Trump and his minions to stop saying this stuff because it causes him pain to have to keep hearing this stuff. There's just so much stuff that, that, that's going on. Just one more quick thing before we get to our callers again. Trump has been running around claiming that uh, the United States has been doing more testing than anybody else in the world. Well, the numbers speak for themselves. The U.S. tests at a rate of 26 people per 1,000 in our population. The Our World Data uh, uh, report shows that Denmark uh, tests 53 people per 1,000 in the population. Italy does 42, England does 30, or New Zealand does 39, Germany does 33, Canada does 28. Every time Trump talks, you should automatically assume that he's lying to you and you have to go someplace to verify what is really, what is really, be, uh, uh, really is true. Can we get Mark first and we'll get, uh, okay, gotcha. Let me start with Mark. Mark, how are you doing out there? Ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. <laughs> We're finally on our own. This summer I hear the drumming for dead in Ohio. Ohio. The Kent State song. <laughs> hey, hey, kids that are that are protesting, they call the garden. They will kill you. Yep. It happened before, baby. If yep. you don't know what Kent State is, Google it. Yep. 
And you know what's so funny, not funny, but intriguing about this thing, Mark, and, and in some ways it, it gives you a sense of hope, as bad as this thing has, has been. When you look at the people in Minnesota who were the ones that were the center of uh, the protest, you didn't see a black crowd. You saw a crowd that was probably 40, 45 percent black, probably 15, 20 percent Hispanic, that was 30, maybe 35 percent Caucasian. You saw a very, um, what's the word, uh, diverse, I hate that word, but but you saw, you know, a crowd of people that represented virtually all of uh, all, yeah, a cornucopia of Americans, right? I think that's a good word. Hygienist. <laughs> but you got you got to worry too. They're wear they're wearing masks, and white supremacists get right in there. Mark, Mark, can I just ask you something real quickly on this mask thing? Wasn't it just two and a half months ago that uh, France was saying that you need to go to jail for sixteen years uh, for wearing whatever they call the the mask that the Muslim women women wear the uh, the the I forget hajib uh, you, you should go to jail for 16 years for that weren't we talking in the United States about you can't be wearing this mask because we we can't tell you know who you are and so on you have to take the mask off and so on right and now the mask is required to to be able to brush your teeth you you're required to have the mask on and because all those all, all the crowds of them protesters are wearing masks and and half of them are are white or light skinned they, the white supremacists can get right in there with them and, and do all the damage that they're doing because I'm sure that all these fires and stuff are started purposely. Yeah, and, but it and, just seems ironic that we had all of this BS about how horrible it was. You know, their their uh, Shia, Shia, is it Shia? Uh, 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 Sharia law, you know, uh, that that was the issue with wearing these masks and so on and, uh, for these Muslim women. <laughs> And I, I just wanted to uh, p- point out a point about this, this guy that just got killed. That one guy was on his neck, but he had 700 pounds of police on him. Because yep. on the other angle, you saw two other cops kneeling on his also back. Also kneeling on the guy's back. Yep. That's why that was 700 pounds. That's right. why he couldn't breathe. Right, right. They murdered him. Right. They took the breath. They, you know how they used to do in the old days when they put the stones on you yep. and crushed you to death? Yep. And you, the first thing you did was you suffocated because you couldn't breathe because right. of the weight. You couldn't push up with your and lungs. You saw, and, right. And you saw the trail of urine coming underneath the car? Yep. Man, oh, man. They yep. they killed that guy. And like, they, like torched, nobody, they, nobody they, they tortured Kelly. Yeah. Right. And he was telling them they were tortured. And one more thing. Hey, doesn't Obamacare look pretty good right now? Huh. <laughs> absolutely thanks mark hi baby right. talk to you soon uh let me get other john first then we'll get rambo jim other john how you doing out there not bad nathan not bad couple of questions first the the cop uh chauvin uh-huh. has had 18 complaints in 19 years yep. and reprimanded twice and 16 passes uh th- th- this guy is a derelict he should he shouldn't have a badge. He should not have had a badge since he was hired. And wasn't he uh, uh, under charge for something when Amy Klobuchar was? In, I think this is when she was uh, on her way out. She had big, she had won the seat to be a senator, so she was like a senator elect. But somewhere during that time period, another ch- charge came up with this uh, officer Ch- uh, uh, Chauvin or however you say his name, and uh, uh, she. I, I think that she was not the one who was heading the case. But it was still taking place during the time that she was 
uh, in between uh, when she won the office and when she actually started as the senator uh, from Minnesota. Just another one of those ironic twists, you know. <laughs> I'm familiar with that particular case. But one thing that is very interesting is that both Floyd and Sheldon worked at the same dance club. Oh, okay. Okay. And I they thought I heard a little bit about that. For years. Okay. And they knew each the, other. Well, they, they probably knew each other. Well, at least knew each other by face. Correct. Correct. And Sheldon knew damned well who he was kneeling on. Yep. And that, that almost looks like it was a setup. That's really interesting. That's that's a part of the story I got to do a little more investigating on. I just heard that uh, last night, and I had had a chance yeah. to, to to dig into it. Yeah, the, the name of the dance club I think was uh, the, the New Rodeo. Okay. Uh, but and, and I and I forget the owner's name. But anyway, that's uh, that that's extremely suspicious. Absolutely. I thought, I, I thought I'd pass that along. But I appreciate uh, you sharing that. That'll give me something to dig into. All right. Take it easy. Thanks, John. Appreciate you, man. Let me get Rambo Jim on from North Tonawanda and go North Tonawanda. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, pol- Rambo? Good. Did that police officer or peace officer in the performance of his or her lawful duty act in good faith? No. Using reasonable judgment. No, no, Based no, 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 no. no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You asked a question. And I'm going to answer your question. He did he not. not an, he did not as act He's in good faith. Excuse me? He, he's an idiot, and he deserves to be fired, and he deserves to be charged with murder. I have no sympathy for that guy. None. Okay. He did not do what he was supposed to do. That's right. He didn't even use basic common sense to fool. That's right. He didn't I mean, even use common sense. You're, put your neck on the guy's, you're kneeling, kneeling on the guy's neck, and you didn't think you could possibly kill the guy? Now, I've used chokeholds. Rambo, you've been, guys, you've been in restraint. I've never killed anybody. Right, you've been in restraint situations because you worked as a uh, prison guard before, right? Yes. So you've and been I in. Re- the use of force to Right. Them. So you've been in restraint, restraint situations where they were real situations, where somebody was trying not to be restrained and you were restraining that person. You've been in that situation, right? Yes, and I'll tell you something. You know, why didn't that, pol- if that police officer wanted to put a chokehold on the guy, it never occurred to him to use his baton instead of kneeling on his neck and but killing let, him? But let's just think about it for a second. The issue is, which I think is is there's something wrong with this this story, that this guy tried to pass a $20 check to some store owner, to uh, a $20 bill to some store owner to pay for something that he had, he had, he had purchased. And somehow that turned into a phone call to the police that this man was passing uh, a $20 counterfeit bill, and the police showed up early enough to be able to catch this guy before he had left the vicinity of the store. And then they surround this guy. There is no point along the video. This video goes on for you know more than 10 minutes. There is no point along the video where you can see this man doing anything to resist arrest. Everything he's asked to do, he does. Put your hands behind your back, he puts his hands behind his back. Walk over here, he walks over there. Lean up against this wall, he leans up against the wall, and so on. There is not a single point in the course of the video where this man does anything resistive. Therefore, there was no basis for a restraint 
to be applied to this person at all since the person was not resisting anything at all. There's absolutely no evidence on the video that he was trying to resist the police at all. None. Well, one of the things that you're supposed to do when you're a police officer or a peace officer and you've got the, you're trying to get the handcuffs on somebody, he was kneeling on the guy's neck. And I watched this on television. He didn't. He never spoke to the guy. He never said to the guy, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get off the guy's neck, first of all, and then say, I want you to roll over on your stomach, put both of your hands behind your back so we can get the right. handcuffs But just so we clear that up, just so we clear that part of the factual thing up, uh, 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 Rambo, he had already had the handcuffs behind. Uh, uh, he was already handcuffed with his hands behind his back before he was on on the ground. The that video shows the video shows him uh, where the police. He's standing up. The police come to him. They ask him to put his hands behind his back. He does so. They put those pla plastic uh, plastic uh, uh, manacles uh, on him. So he was handcuffed the entire time. So it was there was never a point where they had to ask beyond the initial contact uh, for him to put his hands behind his back because he did that immediately. So there was no point in the course of this situation where the police were asking for something that he was noncompliant about that they had to force this guy to do. That did not take place at all during the course of this event. Here's another thing when you talk about the police. You got to, when you're uh, when you got a badge in a uniform and I can tell you from personal experience. You put your hands on somebody, you have to justify it. What was that cop thinking? He was going to just maybe kill the guy and nobody would say anything. There wouldn't be an investigation. And now with all this modern high-tech stuff, he knew he was being videotaped. Is but he stupid? he believed in my in my sense of this thing. He believed that even if he was videotaped doing this, that the institutions of this society would not judge him. The institution would, of the society would judge the victim and not judge him. That's what he believed. And why did he believe that? Because he's seen over and over and over and over again where the, a person was videotaped uh, uh, being killed by a police officer and nothing happened to the police officer at all. So he had the, in fact, in Minneapolis earlier this year, a person was killed by the police and nothing happened to that person at all. So he had every confidence that even if they heard him uh, planning to kill this person, that nothing was going to happen to him. That's the reality of this thing. Rambo, I really appreciate your insight. That was really great, you know, the comments that you made. Look forward to talking next week. Thank you, folks. We don't really want to, to, to create animosity between ourselves. We have to operate on truth. Truth is the only safeguard that we have against injustice. We have to operate on truth. We'll see you all next week here at Think Again. Think Again.
You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.